Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for more than seven years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my co-host and wonderful friend, Ananga Sivir. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Ananga and I come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. And together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. In this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about an Anxiety Slayer skill to help you work with your mind to grow more peace. Often, thoughts just show up in our minds randomly, and those thoughts might be useful or not. They might be happy or sad, anxious, angry, or fearful. A key skill in managing anxiety is to start directing your thoughts. And I know you've got some ideas in regards to self-direction, Ananga, and Ayurveda comes to mind. We've talked about Ayurveda and the mind quite a bit. Yeah, for me, in managing anxiety and managing my mind, Ayurveda has some teachings which have completely changed the way I look at my thoughts, the way I look at my mind, and and the way I manage it. The first book I read that influenced my thinking was Dr. David Frawley, a book called Ayurveda and the Mind, The Healing of Consciousness. And in the beginning of that book, he made the point that when you learn to drive a car, you get some instruction, and there's a manual for the mechanics of the car, and where everything is and what it does. And he made the very valid point that with our minds, we don't really have a manual. We don't really have any instruction what to do when things go wrong, how to keep the mind healthy. And within the Vedas, the body of Vedic wisdom is the manual on the mind. The Bhagavad Gita is considered a manual on the mind. And Ayurveda certainly has a vast treasure trove of information on how to manage the mind and keep it healthy. So that really helped me. It helped me develop self-compassion and it helped me understand how the mind works, the nature of the mind and how to help myself run it better. So the first thing Ayurveda teaches is the difficult news on the mind, the bad news for our thinking operators is that it's very delicate, it's very changeable and it's very easily disturbed. It's hard to keep it locked down and focused on one thing. It can go all over the place and it gets very easily upset. So although that means that the mind can be very difficult to work with and it is so delicate. Still, for me, there was a lot of peace in that in understanding, okay, well, that's not just me, that's everyone. And really, if you look around, it doesn't take much to disturb us. The good news from Ayurveda is that we're not our minds and we can use our intelligence, which is considered to be situated above the mind, to observe and direct our thoughts. And when we understand We're not our thoughts, and we can start practicing with our intelligence to choose new thoughts. For me, that brings a lot of hope in managing anxiety. It's something that I've been practicing for a long time, and practice 
around anytime I have to do any medical screenings or doctor's appointments. Uh, for me, that's a, a triggering point. And so rather than uh, creating a scenario that is very uncomfortable and scary, uh, or, or if I can catch myself doing so, because generally that will pop up, just by realizing that those thoughts aren't true and then changing my internal language, for instance, to say, at this moment, I am well. At this moment, everything is okay. Those kinds of things to kind of stop that bad news thinking right at the, right at the beginning versus letting it take you down a, a path that causes a whole lot of suffering. Yeah, and it makes a huge difference in our daily life from letting the mind off the leash and letting it run with its thoughts because the mind is inclined to chase negative thoughts and, and to zoom in on them. My mind has got this incredible microscopic ability to hone right in on the things that scare me the most really fast, and I'm sure I'm not alone. You're not. Well, you're not at least where I'm. There and we're together. Oh, yeah, my mind will just throw up a whole movie, you know, speed it up, run it through until I'm literally quaking in my boots if I let it. So we have to keep it on a short leash. In the spiritual tradition that I follow, one of the teachers says that every morning you should hit your mind a hundred times with your shoe. We <laughs> <laughs> really have to keep it on a close leash. We have to work with it. We can expect it to be naughty and unruly and disturb us. We have to work with it. The mind's inclined to chase after negative thoughts. Any thought that grabs hold of the mind with anxiety can just grow and feel worse and worse so easily. And that's because the mind tends to have a negative bias. It tends to gather evidence for the worst case scenario. That's its nature. Right. And the good news is if you catch that thought early, you really can redirect it. And one way to do that is to have another good thought or meditation readily available in your mind to switch out to. Uh, another tip that can really help is to train yourself to pick up a book and start reading as soon as your mind starts causing you discomfort. This is a really smart redirection. You need to have a book already there or a prayer or a poem or a mantra ready to go. I have sticky notes or little pieces of paper that, that I'll jot out and, and keep with me when I'm working or you know, have around the house that help me remember what's true and, and not let those anxious, unwanted thoughts uh, derail me. Yeah, I have a little old-fashioned book, like a commonplace book, where you keep things that really impact your heart, something inspiring, a prayer, a thought a direction, an affirmation, something that you want to, to work towards and build towards. And I like to write those down and really chew on them, really fill my mind with them. And that, for me, is a great antidote to anxious thoughts. And so we come together today talking about how our listeners can overcome anxiety by cultivating peace. And everything that we've just shared leads us in that direction. Let's get specific about some of the, uh, the steps that they can take to cultivate more peace. Well, Ayurveda teaches that there are different levels of our mind, an inner mind, an outer mind, and that the intelligence serves us well as a doorkeeper for the mind. So again, something we talk about a lot, Shan, is making careful choices, allowing your intelligence to be like a bouncer, 
that's not going to let people inside the chamber of your mind that are going to cause harm. That can be media, movies, disturbing information. Let your intelligence protect you by acting as security, like a good doorkeeper. And the next thing to bear in mind is that what we feed on feeds on us. Whatever goes into our mind and hearts goes into our consciousness, and we have to digest it. It interests me greatly that in Ayurveda we talk about mental digestion as much as physical digestion. You know, you can think of the mind being like a stomach for all the stuff that goes in there. So you want good nutrition in your mind. And when we see and hear upsetting things, we're allowed to cry, we're allowed to talk, we're allowed to draw them, paint them, sit with them, and it's better that we do. This is something we go into detail in in our How to Calm Your Fragile Mind course on Teachable is how to be okay with our emotional expression and how to sit with our emotions and release them so that we don't get mental indigestion. We can get mental heartburn. We can get mental constipation. We can get all kinds of problems with our emotions and our mind when we're not able to be with ourselves and respect and allow our emotions. So that's another really important health step, healthcare principle for the mind. And I think we've been taught to stuff our emotions, often trying to uh, to do all of these things that we do in in our careers and coming up as as young women, uh, trying to be strong and and stuff that down. And and the thing is, is then you're not digesting it, and then you're not allowing your feelings to to come through and to flow through you like a river. They're there and then they're gone. Yeah, and. The word you're using, stuff it down. And that's, you know, if we stuff a meal down on the go, it's not going to sit well with us. No. We're not going to digest it well. And what tends to happen is something else comes along to eat later and we kind of dump it, sideline it. And when we do that with our emotional pain, where does it go? It has an effect on our physiology, on our biology, right down to the cellular level. So it's really important to be able to hold space for yourself, to be able to cry, to be able to say, today, I don't feel good. And it's okay. We can't all feel good every day, all the time. It's just not going to happen. It's really important to be able to make peace with yourself. And for me, in my life, it's been super helpful to learn to factor in emotional health and, and taking care of emotional health and mental health. And how do you practice sticking to more vibrant thoughts? when your mind takes you on a safari or threatens to? I know you've got a number of different practices, but um, what is the one that you go to most often? My go-to is mantra meditation. Immediately, I will start chanting the mantra that I chant every day in meditation. If I'm having a, a worrying time or some bad news strikes, uh, I'm fearful for somebody else, or those 2 a.m. thoughts come up, My go-to is my mantra meditation practice. And my go-to is is definitely positive affirmations. It's canceling and clearing the the thought that could cause me more suffering and then uh, repeating the affirmations, which is very similar to a mantra meditation. Uh, it's it's a you know, personal choice what it is that you might say. Uh, mine for years and years and years has been I am peaceful. 
when I wake up at two in the morning or three in the morning and can't get back to sleep or feel like I might not be able to, uh, that helps me get back to sleep. Or if, if something troubling comes forward, I am peaceful or in this moment I am safe, as I mentioned earlier. And that redirection is such a healthy way to stick to those more vibrant thoughts. We have to keep practicing for sure. Yeah, we have to practice all the time. Again, we have to hit the mind with a shoe. We have to tell it, stop it. We have to redirect it. And then the other thing we can do is immersion. We can redirect and we can immerse ourselves in something deeply peaceful, deeply protective and sustaining. Um, For me, that's mantra meditation. Mantra means to free the mind. Man, it comes from the Sanskrit root word manas, which means mind. And tra means to go beyond. It's the root that transcend, transcendental comes from. So to liberate, to go beyond the mind, beyond all the mental tossing of the waves. When you're on the surface of the ocean, the waves are crashing. With the mantra and the mind, you go under the waves. You go deep where the water's peaceful and, and calm underneath. So you can choose a sacred prayer, sacred sound vibration to use for that. And then you've got two ways of dealing. It's good to have both on board. So if you have a favorite verse, a favorite prayer, a favorite hymn, a mantra you might like to to find yourself, then you can also consider that going beneath the waves of the mind to where it's more peaceful, more still. It's such a great way to start controlling your mind. And it really does work for controlling anxious thoughts. Every time you redirect and immerse yourself in something more positive, you're going to find that you're going to be growing healthier thoughts one day at a time, one moment at a time, which are going to bring your focus away from anxiety and fear and any perceived limitations that you have. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you'd give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. Thank you so much for listening in. We really appreciate your support. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than seven years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and get started today at anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.